Well, good morning, my friends. Podcast number 219, Wednesday, February 10th. We're still in our series. We will be through um, through Easter. Um, and uh, another reason why Jesus came to die, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. I love how these add um, kind of pieces of the puzzle. I'm really thoroughly enjoying this book, and I'm just my second time through it. First time doing podcasts with it. But um, I love how they add like pieces of the puzzle. It's exciting to uh, to to see the different things that Jesus did for us. And uh, this one is twofold. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. We covered a little bit of um, sin yesterday and the fact that we are free from the slavery of sin. But uh, as we look at this, um, there's a dying and a living in this process. So let's go right to uh, um, what John Piper has to say. And God bless you, John Piper, for your work and your life. Um, Strange as it may sound, Piper says, Christ dying in our place and for our sins means that we died. You would think that having a substitute die in your place would mean that, that you would escape death. And of course, we do escape death, any, an eternal death of endless misery and separation from God. Let's look at some scriptures. Uh, John chapter 10. John chapter 10 and verse 28. John 10, 28. Jesus says, I give them, those who are mine, eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Our salvation... Um, is through Christ, from Christ, and protected in Christ. He said, no one will uh, take them out of my hand. And we will have eternal lives. So we will not have the misery and the suffering of eternal damnation, but we will have eternal life with Christ. Let's go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11, verse 26, Jesus is talking about how he's the resurrection and the life, and he's talking to uh, the sisters of Lazarus, and he says, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Um, So there is eternal life, and we're not going to die, and that's the good news. But on this earth, in this uh, body, there is a death that needs to take place in our lives. Let's look at John chapter 3 and verse 16, a familiar portion of scripture, obviously, John chapter 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish and have eternal life. I said, as I started this, there's, there's, there's two parts of this. One, there is the fact that uh, because of Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, you and I um, living in grace and by faith um, in Jesus Christ um, will never die. We'll have eternal life. But it's there's another part to this that we need to look at. There is another sense in which we died precisely because Christ died in our place and our sins, Piper says. Let's go to First Peter. Go to the back of your Bible. Go to Hebrews. And then after Hebrews, James, you're going to find First Peter. And go to First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. This other part of this that is crucial to um, understanding what the Christian life is, that we die to ourselves. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 
says this, he himself bore our sins in his tree on the tree, in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been sealed. We die to sin. It no longer holds us, captivates us, um, enslaves us because we are free in Jesus Christ and we live to righteousness. And again, it's his righteousness placed in us because of the work that he did, because of the righteous life that he lived, we will live and we have that righteousness of Christ applied to our lives. Um, Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, the scripture just came to mind. I want to, to read uh, to you. Um, uh, no, it's not. It's 1 Corinthians. I'm sorry. I do this. I get so many scriptures going in my head. And uh, let's see if I found it this time. But the reality is that our our life now is hid in Christ. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 19 and 20. It says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify Christ in or glorify God in your body. Our bodies are not our own. Our lives are not our own. They're not to be lived for ourselves. We are in Christ. We are in Christ. We need to practice saying that line in the morning. My life is hid, hidden in Jesus Christ. Look at uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 5. Romans chapter 6 and verse 5 says, For if we have been united with him in death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in resurrection like his. And then turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 14 says, For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. We look back on his death and we know that in the mind of God, we were there. Our sins were on him. And the death we deserved was happening to um, to us in him. Baptism signifies this death with Christ. We are buried with him and with our baptism into death. We go under the water, signifying the grave. Going under is a picture of death. Coming up uh, is a picture of new life. And it is all a picture of what God is doing in us through faith. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12. I love turning pages and turning pages and looking at the scripture. Colossians 2, 12 says, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through power or through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. When we go under the water in our baptism, it doesn't save us. Salvation is before baptism. Salvation isn't even part of our, or excuse me, baptism even isn't even a part of our salvation. We can be saved and not be baptized. I truly believe that. But baptism is an outward sign of something that's going on within. 
It's an outward confession of an inward work. It is going under the water and saying, I no longer live and coming out of the water and saying, now I'm alive and I'm alive in Jesus Christ. I am dead to sin. The old self that loves sin died with Jesus. Uh, listen to these words by and this picture painted by John Piper. It's so good. Sin is like a prostitute that no longer looks beautiful. She is the murderer of my, of my king, the murderer of my king and myself. Therefore, the, the believer is dead to sin, no longer dominated by her attractions. Sin, the prostitute who killed my friend, has no appeal. She has become an enemy. And my life is now hid in Christ. Our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. There's nothing good in us. But when we come to Christ, we die to sin. And then we become alive in his righteousness. We talked about it before. It's the two covers of the books. You know, my life, Gary Holding, and his life, Jesus Christ. And at the cross, those two book covers were changed. And my sin was placed on him. And his righteousness was placed on me. His work was completed in um, in um, on, and on the cross, and because his work is completed, and his life was lived in righteousness, both his life and his death are applied to me. His death wipes away my sin, and his righteous life becomes my righteousness in him. Look at Romans uh, chapter six and verses twelve through fourteen. Romans chapter 6, 12 through 14, we'll close here. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. There's that slavery again. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law, but under grace. And then turn a couple pages over to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, there is, uh, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's there, therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When was the last time you said that to yourself? When was the last time you looked in the mirror and said, I am not under God's condemnation, but I am under his, his preservation. I am under his grace. I am under um, living a life that is free from the slavery of sin. Does it make me perfect? Absolutely not. And when I sin, 1 John 1, 9 says, if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. It's not perfection, it's passion. It's this process this justification by faith that leads to this sanctification, this life of separation from sin, not from sinful people, by the way, because we're in this world to plant. We're in this world to sow. We're in this world to, to water. We're in this world to see this harvest, not for us and not in our name, but for him and in his name and for his glory. Let me pray for us. In Numbers chapter 6, 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Have a great day until we talk again.